0: You're listening to Process with Broads and D-Ray.
1: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Processed. And the beauty of this now is we can actually dive into Sixers basketball, things that matter, dribbling the ball up the court, (laughs) half-court sets, Al Horford. Now that we see a game plan with the NBA, we can dive deeper into the 76ers and the league as a whole. But before we do that, D-Ray, it was a beautiful weekend. I mean, the weather was gorgeous. The sun was beaming down. How was your weekend?
0: It was great, bro. It was great. I was with my lady on Saturday. You know what I mean? I went over to my partner's house. We took the dog out to some weird dog park out in downtown, but it was the best. Like It was the the most relaxing thing. And then yesterday I went down to the protest at Eastern State Penitentiary. So a good good productive weekend, man. How was yours?
1: It was good, man. How was the turnout for that? That was the Sunday protest, correct?
0: Yes, yes. That was, was the huge. turnout. It was huge. It was huge. And we, we marched from there down to the uh to police station. And then another group had joined us. It was great. The city did a good job of kind of, you know, making sure things didn't get out of hand, but also allowing people the space to move and function. So it was dope. It was yeah, dope. it seems it was like see
1: the the looting, rioting concept has totally yeah. stopped, and now it is peaceful, and the message is back to what it needs to be, which is uh, absolutely phenomenal, I would say.
0: Exactly. exactly. I mean, you they, they, they had to weed out the bullshitters, but right now it's about real change in a positive way. So, like I said, it was, it was a great weekend. On Saturday, I wasn't there for that Saturday protest, but that turnout was
1: that shit. Yeah, that's the one. It? Yeah, I was going to say that's the one I think I saw on Twitter where it was just going and going and going, and it made Twitter all over the place. I mean, it was blown yeah. up. And then I think there was also one on uh, in San Francisco on the Golden State Bridge, right? Is- yeah,
0: yeah, they shut down half of the bridge. Shit, the one on Saturday, Matisse Steibel was there. Kyle Lowry showed up and walked with um, with uh, Matisse and uh, Tobias Harris. Um, shit, who was it that spoke? Malcolm Jenkins had spoke. So, like I said, it was. Philly doing this thing, man. Philly, it's, it's good to know it started here, and it's still, you know what I mean. We still got that fight, so
1: no doubt it's about good, it. But. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll go right into this though, because I mm-hmm. think this is such a an awesome conversation. We were spitting back and forth last night, just a little. Hey, what do you want to do? And I didn't expect this conversation to spark <laughs> up. And I was like, whoa, let's do this. So, Allen Iverson turned forty five this weekend. The
0: other Jordan number.
1: Oh, Alan Iverson. I mean, <laughs> this guy was so unbelievable and iconic. And you were in the barbershop with the boys. And <laughs> what question was asked?
0: So I see a picture of uh MJ, Kobe, LeBron and Steph. And I immediately go off. tired of these young boys, disrespecting people. Why the hell ain't AI on this? So then when he stopped, my barber kind of argued with me, played devil's advocate for Steph. He said, when you think about it, Steph changed the game more to AI. And I immediately go off again. And I think part of it, because it's a sixer guy. Oh, you're emotional,
1: your emotional it, tie came out. Exactly,
0: man. It's AI. like face def- AI, dog. Like, it's the answer. What are you talking about? Like, this shit, this shit shouldn't be a question. We talking about the answer. So when he said it, he was like, think about it. Every kid want to shoot threes because of Steph. What does every kid want to do because of AI? And now when to get mad again, I stopped. Shit. <laughs> you know I mean? like, he got me i think he's right he said he said who do you think influenced things more i gotta ask you bro who do you think influenced things more because i still hold on to my ai bias but i got what he was trying to get at
1: yeah well i i responded to your text with is it fair to say this steph curry changed the actual play of basketball more mm. Allen iverson changed culture because even me back then I mean, I'm talking, I'm six years old, seven years old. I'm playing basketball in my driveway. And keep in mind, I I was a hockey guy. I wasn't even some huge basketball fan. And I'm in my driveway with the shooter sleeve, with the headband, (laughs) with the blue AI jersey on. And I would beg my mom. I'm telling you, I would beg my mother to braid my hair. I (laughs) wanted AI hair. And she was like, Hunter, it won't look right. I'm like, Mom! I want to be Allen <laughs> Iverson. But just think about that. I mean, I'm not even a basketball person then. I'm all hockey. And I wanted to be Allen Iverson. I wanted his hair. I wanted his arm sleeve. I wanted this. I wanted to be him. And I just think that shows you how impactful he was from a culture standpoint.
0: Facts, bro, and that's that's what he broke it down as. That's what I, you know, that was the compromise in the in the argument. I was like, I see what you're saying. It's funny. It's a picture. Of this kid, he shows up to a game. This little white kid. He has braids. He has the the fake tattoos. You know, he has the jersey on. And that picture kind of personifies this man transcended the game. Kind of like Mike did. It was big. He was bigger than the game. Uh, but as far as the the influence on the game, I, I give y'all that Steph. When he said that everybody wants to shoot threes because of stuff, that is the truth. But it's it's AI, man. That shit was, it was hard. To, you know what I mean? You're not like you get to an argument. It's just hard, man. Whatever. You know what I mean? Just, just, <laughs> like, just, just fade it back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's how you know you lost, right? You're just like, ah, exactly. man. This, this exactly. Job, exactly. Man. It's just talking about something else, yeah. man. <laughs> that's so great. But we talked about how when you went to the the Sixers practice facility there was a four yes. point line yeah that's because of Steph Curry I don't think the four point line's even a conversation if the league didn't transition to what it did now like when you think about AI's game could you ask the question is is there a Steph Curry without Allen Iverson due to their size I I don't know I, I don't know if AI's size was a reason why Steph Curry came into the league that might be a little bit of a reach. what do you I, think I feel
0: like I feel like AI I feel like to act like any of these guys couldn't be here without the guys before is BS because all of, even even LeBron will say he grew up watching Jordan, idolizing Jordan. Influence is influence. But at the same time, I see what you're saying. Steph's game doesn't mirror AI's in any way. Maybe the handle a bit. Um, both of them have a tight handle, but you got to have a tight handle to be a point guard. That shouldn't exactly reinvent the wheel. It's just, to me, it's just, I think I was holding on so much to the fact AI was bigger than the game. And Steph is huge, but he's not bigger than the game that but that the, the three-point shooting thing that shit is it's the truth bro it really is the four-point line just the way the kids pull up from half now you see these young boys the same way lebron pushed everybody to be more athletic and to have a higher iq as players is the same way steph pushed everybody to increase their range you know what i mean so i i, I tip my hat to that i ain't gonna tip it now because i need to cut but you know what i mean i give you a little eh for steph being that 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 dude
1: well, don't you think it's crazy? For example, nowadays, mm-hmm. you can pull up from three, four seconds into the shot clock, and your coach is clapping on a sideline, hey, that's a good shot, hey, it's a good shot. Yeah. You, you, what? What? I mean, think about that. Twi- what? There, there was 20 <laughs> seconds left on that shot clock. Uh, nowadays, yeah, go ahead, Steph does it why exactly, not
0: exactly exactly it's where the games heading. it's where the games had that's what he said he said think about something that ai did that he was like not everybody has a crossover like ai because everybody can't he's like but everybody can work on a range and try to shoot like stuff i was like damn it's the simplicity of it you know what i mean it's it's the it's the the, the effect that everybody can do it that made it so universal so
1: was there one ai moment that really like gets you pumped like is there one ai moment that connects Hell with you yeah. the most i there's so many dude I know, right? the crossover jordan. on mcaa yeah. <laughs> but he had there was a, the shit out of jordan he did, but there was a there were better crossovers i understand the difference is who's defending him but i think it was daniels on where he did like the the double crossover and he had to lean yes. back on his one yes. hand. Yes. Oh, and that it. would oh never my. be me, D-Ray. That will never oh be God. me on that defensive side <laughs> of that ball. I'd walk right off the damn court. I'd take too much pride in my D.
0: Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou. That I was another over. huge one. Stepping over it! Ty- shout out Ty- Tyron Lou that had a, a tough one. Shout out to Tyron Lou. But that for us, like as Sixers fans, I don't know if you remember back then when we was kids. I saw that shit. I was like, oh, this is the truth. This is the truth, you know what I mean? We
1: see Ty Lu, and that's all we think about. Exactly. I mean, this guy wins championships with LeBron. All I think about is his ass getting stepped over. That's all I think about. And there's nothing else I will ever see when I look at his face. And by the way, I can't stand the way he wears his suit and tie. He looks choked up all the time, right? It's like, dude, lay a little loose. Lay a little loose. give to him too close hell. to the neck.
0: Give Tyron Lou hell. But yeah, no, AI, man, it was just... I think, it, like I said, like Jordan, in the sense of this shit is bigger than basketball, and the fact that it was so close, it was just the rapping, the style, the swagger that he the brought slam to the table.
1: Magazines. Oh my Remember when God. the slam magazine yes. mattered when it was a yes. thing? People cared about the slam yes. magazine. People
0: actually gave a shit about magazines. Like yeah, he he was, had the, it was
1: the gold chains and I think it was like the black jersey, maybe he was leaning forward on his elbows yes. with the one and then he had the his hair was uh like it was out. It was, Yeah, 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 yeah. It was
0: a fro. Yeah. It was just it was just it's just in your face. You know what I mean? He was AI was the shit, man. Shout out, shout out Alan Iverson and happy belated to him. I know we're doing this episode today, it was yesterday, but happy belated to AI.
1: Imagine if he cared about the whole practice thing. Do you think that would change anything if he had the same mindset with? the practice that he did in games? Because when he was on the court during an NBA game, he laid everything out there. You never questioned how hard, how determined, how focused he was. But the practice stuff, not so much. Do you think that's the reason why maybe he came up short or because he's working with a little bit of some Eric Snow, a little bit of some other (laughs) guys who, you know, they're not NBA title type players? Yeah, I I think...
0: I think to act like it couldn't have helped his legacy is bullshit. For you to, you know, for anybody to pretend that if he would have not did the practice thing or you know he would have taken certain things more serious, I think you sent me something one day when they was like he was to my weightlifting. He was like, "This was heavy," you know what I mean? Like it was funny in the moment, but that's kind of the thing about the media. Like they'll use that shit as funny in the moment and tear you down later with it. We're not those guys. We're just two guys shooting the shit about basketball. We're the good guys, but you know some guys use that against them. <laughs> We're good guys. I, I can be a little fire. We
1: haven't had an opportunity yet to really dive into some hoops. I mean, you might see me on it. You might when there's hoops back. There might be a time where you're sitting there while I'm just going off for like three minutes, thinking. Oh, nah, I'm gonna do oh, exactly this. I'm, I'm gonna do exactly this. You're gonna be oh shit! I'm about to start my own. <laughs> Fucking podcast <laughs> process with D-Ray uh, solo. <laughs> Losing my damn mind. Spin, flying away, towards the camera. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, man, you passed. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I think AI legacy could have been helped a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't have changed shit about his story. Cause so much of his story is set up for other guys. You know what I mean? You see the embrace that players meet him with, like d and them seeing when like LeBron and them seeing them. even LeBron talks about I want the tattoos because of AI, period. You know what I mean? Kevin Garnett tried to say he's one of the first players with tattoos, but even he gave AI's AI props. That was the ill boy. He just he
1: stood for so much. I wouldn't change anything
0: about his story. Because you change something about his story, you change everything about everybody else's.
1: I wonder if he gets enough credit with the new generation. I feel as if the new generation of fans don't realize, and I think this kind of goes perfectly with our conversation. Maybe it's because he wasn't changing the game enough on the floor, and it was more social stuff that kids today don't really understand how important Allen Iverson was. Everyone's got to know about Steph Curry, LeBron, Michael Jordan, and those type of players. But, you know, they might not respect Kevin Garnett like we do, though. There's yeah. plenty of people that we can run down the list that were so important. Like, I don't think Dwayne Wade even gets talked about. Yeah, yeah, I don't think He's he even best gets best talked about. He's the best shooting guard ever. Yeah.
0: He's the third best shooting guard. The number three is perfect for him. He's the third best shooting guard. And nobody nobody acknowledges him. That is. I, I think it's... It's just how it goes, bro. What happens is you have the guy, you know, who inspires several guys and you just see their influence. When Kobe, they asked Kobe, who is the you of um, today's game? And he said, I see myself in James Harden as far as his offensive tenacity. I see myself in Russell Westbrook as far as his intensity. And I see myself in Kawhi as far as his completion and dedication to his game. You know what I mean? It's like the one becomes the few. You know what I mean? Like he has to kind of break down. I think that's what AI's legacy is going to be. You see that influence through several people. I'm pretty sure Steph would tell you watching AI inspired him to not be the tallest guy on the court, but to have the most heart. You know what I mean? To me, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. You know, Muggsy Bo, you know, yeah. Those guys did. They did it. But when it comes to heart over height, Alan fucking Iris. Yeah, you know I mean, how many times he got thrown to the ground and got back up? How many times he just went to the cup and he wasn't always pulling up from three? He would go right at the cup at, they like to say six, two. They like to say six, three. He was a solid six foot on a good day. You know what I mean? And fearless. Those small players will not say that they can be that without AI. So I think that's what his legacy is going to
1: be. Yeah, no doubt about it. I just wish I wasn't six seven eight years old watching basketball as a casual kid during those times I wish I was at the point where I'm dissecting Ben Simmons and I'm dissecting Joel Embiid and that's the way that I got to appreciate Allen Iverson
0: you mother you beat me to my next question I was about to say so with that being said what is your biggest critique of his game because I had to go back and watch some shit and I, I I realized the holes in his game that I saw
1: I just think I was too young at that point to really understand the game like that. Like, Don't get me wrong. I, I've actually gone back and watched some games now because mm-hmm. I just want to watch what he was like in, in this mindset. So yeah. I have gone back, but I don't think I have enough understanding of his, his full career because I was just so young then to know the holes. But what stood out to you in that?
0: You know what it was? It seemed almost James Harden like, and I can't blame him for that necessarily. Um, but in the sense, of it was a bunch of iso ball. It was a sh- it was very easy to focus on when I watched that, that, that. Uh, and you could blame it on the fact that he felt like he didn't have much help. Like, obviously, you just made a joke about like the Eric Snow, the Aaron McKees of the world at that point in their career. Like saying a championship caliber team. But when I went back and I watched that Lakers. Uh, series, it's easy to hone in on him. I can see why, you know, the series was five to one on them. And I love that Philly's the only team that got them But <laughs> I can see why it's it, the series was five to one on them because they only really had one guy to hone in on. I really wonder as good as an assist man as he was, as much as he shared the ball, I wonder what would have happened if he would have had just one more mm-hmm. guy he could have did it with a little bit more. Would that have changed everything about his game? Because it was very easy to hone in on. If he's on the right wing, had a defense on the right wing. If he's in the corner, everybody shifted that side of the floor. If he's at the top of the key, be ready for him to go both ways. It was so easy, like, you just got to focus on him. I wonder what would have happened if he was a more willing passer and if he would have had somebody to pass to with a little bit more trust. Because I think that shit would have changed everything.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think having another piece on that team that other players had to respect more would just open up the floor insanely. If you shut down one guy, you're going to end up shutting down the entire team essentially. Exactly. Like he was good, but he wasn't MJ Kobe level of, you know, being able to to win four games in a seven game series yeah. if the other team dialed in on him yeah. completely. You know what I mean? That's no knock on him. That's just yeah. that's just the reality it of it, you know? It is what it is, bro. So, hey, there's Allen Iverson, forty five. You know what's funny though? You know, <laughs> when he is at the wells fargo center it's just it's crazy to see the connection first off he's probably hammered right but <laughs> he's had his fair share of funny moments on camera or in the media or whatever just being a little bit uh banged up if you will yeah. but the, the reaction of the fans every time all he's got to do is stand up and do one of these yeah <laughs> like the place just goes crazy he just yeah you know, one of these I mean, he's got to be the bell ringer every single playoff game. The place will erupt.
0: Yes, yes. He's the shit. He's, he's a Philly here. I honestly think there's going to be a statue one day of Allen Iverson in Philly. Now, and I'm I wouldn't all be, for Yeah,
1: it. I wouldn't be. Yeah, of course. We well, there's a place that it can go. You know what I mean? We're gonna throw one out.
0: Exactly. You put one <laughs> in, baby. Exactly. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Let's go.
0: <laughs> it's him step. It has to be the step oh, over. Oh, him stepping it over. It has to be the Ooh. step over. Ooh. It has to be the step over or a young him right before the crossover. I think that
1: would be hard.
0: And uh, with the fro, before the braid, so he had the little mini fro. Now, do you right think I could the,
1: pull off the braid look? Because my mom was clearly anti. But I, I mean, come on, success. throw a little braids in there with the headband, with the NBA. Now, if I went headband, I'm, I'm not NBA logo right in the front. If I mm-hmm. went a little shy, yeah, does that yeah, add yeah.
0: swag to it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. Listen, listen. I know several people that can do braids for you. You call it what it is. Right. <laughs> so, so if you grow your hair out, the braids are on me. Wow.
1: Well, I used to, to back in my hockey prime, I had flow pretty much down to, like, my shoulders. And Uh I, I literally was this close. I wanted dreads. Like, I wanted sick dreads. But um, I just never pulled the trigger on it because I think with the hockey helmet, it wouldn't look right. Like, that's not good swag. And I was thinking, like, swag on the ice. Like, you just don't see it. It's very uncommon. It's not normal in in the hockey world to have dreads flying out of your helmet like that. So I was like, you know what? I got the sick flow. I'll keep the lettuce like I have it because I would get, <laughs> oh, sick flow. But uh, thanks, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, eh, just going out there, stick handling. That's what you do. But, man, I was this close to rocking, like, long. I'm thinking Hawaiian, like, uh, kind of when you're, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a hippie? Kind of like yeah. the hippie dreads? I mean, dude, I mean, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> uh, am I an I asshole? Can't co- I, was, I can't yeah, co I can't co-sign co-sign that. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: No, the brazier all right. dreads.
1: All right, well, look, I didn't do it. So, <laughs> I didn't do it. Fuck. God damn it. I'm all pissed off. Let's get into some hoops. Let's get into some Sixers hoops because the NBA is back. That's what the whole phrase was that was trending on Twitter and everyone was going crazy. I love the fact that we can just have Sixers conversation again and actually Mm -hmm. talk about the team. And I want to start with Ben Simmons because he had the injury and we didn't really know what the injury was. A few weeks back, we heard Alton Brand speak about Possibly, uh, what what do he you say? He's optimistic, was the word that Ben would be yeah. back, and that kind of concerned me. As if optimistic, he should be ready to play by now. Because if the season moved forward, you're telling me that there was a chance he wouldn't be able to play second round the playoffs. That's absolutely insane. Then we find out he's throwing up because of back pain, which is nuts as well. The thing that I, I guess the question is, is it ridiculous to think? that the Sixers can actually make some noise when they return, when you factor in, well, you're getting a healthier Ben Simmons. Hmm.
0: I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I feel like, and I hate to play devil's advocate here. No, as no, no, excited that's as the I am point for of this. Season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. I, as excited as I am for the season to be back, there's several things that can go wrong, and that's probably at the top of it. You know what I mean? If he's not healthy, or even worse, if he re that back, you know what I mean? It's like, what does that mean for the long term? And we know that you've seen it with Amari Stoudemire. You've seen it with other bigger guys. Like, those back injuries are something that really have to be taken care of. And not saying I'm not for putting him out there, and you know, and letting him really test it out. I think it's been long enough now. I think he'll be good. But, like, if that shit goes south, we got a much bigger problem on our hands than just these next couple games.
1: Yeah, my big thing is to expect him to come back and be a hundred percent Ben Simmons, you're not gonna get that. And I don't even know if you'll ever get that because people with back problems, they I mean, they wake up every morning like, Oh god I shit you know what I mean? mean? Like every day you get people with back problems that have that sort of pain all the yeah. time. So And that's not to say he can't be 92% Ben Simmons. Like, he's still young, right? It's not as if he's 36 with this back problem. He's a younger guy, so he might be able to uh, move forward with it quicker rather than others. It's just a big-time concern, though, because you just don't know. And you mentioned reaggravating it. If you're talking about you play the eight regular season games when the season comes back, you see a first-round series against Boston or Miami or whoever, and Game yeah. 3, Ben Simmons is leaving the game, walking back to the locker room, what goes on then? And how does that impact the start of next season or the future of the franchise if you really want to be a Debbie Downer? no
0: no no i think that's very realistic like that shit changes the course of everything because then it's the question of can he get back from this quite frankly let's be honest the Sixers fans we all got some ptsd the last time somebody had a serious injury let's call it what it is you know what i mean it's so many things that could go wrong but hopefully he get out there he kill it he shakes off the cobwebs a little bit and he's better than ever because of his time to be able to step back and look at shit but I know whatever happens, I-, I hope he goes out there and does everything but just start yanking threes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get killed for this, but it's like I hope he doesn't just come back and it's just like, I got to do everything now. It's like, listen, we still in the process, still keep building your game, still figuring out things, but I hope he sticks to what he does best because that's going to get us there.
1: Well, people are claiming that there's <clears> a possibility, and when I say people, it's no one other than fans <laughs> being insanely optimistic, that since there will be an empty gym, And there'll be really no one in the stands. Mm -hmm. Is he going to start popping threes from the corner because he feels comfortable in an empty gym? Uh, By the way, we got an answer on the whole three-court system. And there'll be refs on one court blowing the whistle while the other courts are playing. It's not like that. I didn't think it really would be, of course. But it is confirmed. It is not as silly as what we were talking about last episode. But yeah, anyway, the shooting the threes thing. uh, You know, do you, you buy into that stock?
0: Hell no. Hell no, it's still an NBA game. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not going to lie. If you do, what the hell does that tell you about the crowd when he actually gets back to regular playing? Like, that shit scares me. If he has the confidence, if he goes out there, like Steph, <laughs> and just starts yanking threes without a crowd. It's like, well, what does this say when shit gets back to normal when the stands are filled? Like, I, I don't think so. I, I don't see it. Like you said, I think that's fans being very optimistic. And I appreciate that. But ain't no one hell he' about to go out there and just start chucking up threes because ain't nobody around.
1: That's interesting of you looking at it from the other side because most people would probably say, "Damn, that's great, that's awesome." But what does that really tell you? If this dude is willing to just take all these threes and be super comfortable, and he's draining them left and right in these playoff games in an empty arena, what the hell is going on? Shoot the <laughs> ball, like shoot the ball. At that point, what are you doing?
0: exactly it's like what does that say about this man's confidence that he can't shoot it when the stands are filled hell no either that we're going to get him some earplugs in the regular season so he can't hear the crowd but that shit, it's just like that's it's optimistic but it's like if that is the case we have a much bigger issue in our hands if the crowd being big is what scares him from shooting them threes and knocking them down we have a much bigger issue with our hands i don't think that's the case because he shot one in the preseason last year and cashed it
1: you know what cracks me up? You know how much I love Ben Simmons, and I know you do too when it comes to his game. But I love saying the sentence, you know, that that we talk about an NBA player shooting a basketball. That sentence right there. We talk about an NBA player all the time shooting a basketball in a vacuum. That sentence just cracks me the hell up. And it's Amen. such a big conversation and a huge topic in this city all the time. An NBA player... Shooting a basketball, <laughs> uh, but I would defend him every day of the week, so uh, you know, I'm torn. But the, co- the conversation is just mind blowing.
0: I mean, but think about it like this for that big of a player, it has to be some trade off. It has to be some nobody's too told, good to be it, true. It's too, it's almost too good to be true. I can imagine if Shaq made his free throws, and that's what I will get on best in his ass about. The threes, it is what it is, you figure that out in your own time. The free throws, not an excuse. Not an excuse. It was you know I really
1: mean? bad last, uh, the beginning of last year, but towards the end, he was shooting closer to that 70. It was middle of 70 and 75 percent ish. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big jump co- considering he shoots 50 to 60 percent from the free throw line.
0: Exactly. It, it's to me, there's no excuse on the free throws. Anybody bashing him about free throws, I'm with you. I, I will leave the damn, you know, the damn, uh, the, the, the angry mob to Ben Simmons house about some fucking free throws. But threes, it is what it is. Imagine if Shaq made his free throws. There would literally be no stopping. Like, literally, literally. Because quiet is kept. Shaq could, like, if he was at the elbow and he wanted to shoot, he could. and He had the confidence too. It's like Giannis. Like, if Giannis could do everything, it's like, this shit ain't even fun Yeah, anymore. but the Giannis,
1: Giannis with those three, he's going to get it. With the way that he attacks those threes, he'll go down, air ball. You know what? He gets the ball the next possession, shoots it again. He'll hit the he'll brick. He'll go back. Yeah, he just every time he Shorts goes down and shoots it. So eventually, he will have that perfect game, I think, just based off the way he's working on it. It will add together and mesh together over time to the point where he will have the full package.
0: Do you think that's what's stopping Vincent from shooting threes? Is, just the will what? the will just the, the will to do it and fail
1: yes because we've seen it over and over and over again him doing it in 5 on 5 play in the summer in practice down in Camden pregame i mean uh this past year when i was a media member i was going to every game i would go before uh they even started their actual warm up just to mm-hmm. see the guys going and by the way the work ethic by Kyle O'Quinn Every single day, when he knew yeah. that he wasn't going to play, it's crazy. Him and Roy Hibbert would legit go to town every pregame, and I was loving it. If, yeah, but I forgot that Roy oh. Hibbert was the big man coach, by the way. But yeah. when I saw him out there, I was like, ah, look at Roy over there, dude. He's yeah. banging body, still giving it. And afterwards, one day, he sat on the, uh, he looked over at me, he sat on the, the bench, he took a towel, he was like, Whoo, holy shit! Like, he was just <laughs> beat after a pregame workout. But getting yeah, back Kyle to my point, oh, yeah, Kyle Quinn was giving it. But um, but Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. he would literally be in the corner. That seems to be his comfort spot, knocking down consistent threes, consistent, we're talking 10, 11, 12, I'm counting, I'm counting. In a I'm row? Count- in a row. In Damn. a row. He wasn't missing. And that just shows that... He knows how to do it. I mean, it's all repetition. Your body just does it. It goes into motion. It's, it's normal. And I think that kind of says, look, he's taken, what, two threes in a game so far? And they both went in. Yeah. They, they both went in. That just shows you that he, he can do it. It's not like we're excited about him taking threes and missing. When he took those threes, they were actually going in. So his yeah. body, the mechanics, it's there. It's the repetition is there with his with his form, but there's a mental block. It's the will. I mean, it's the will to fail. Imagine yeah. if he does it against the Celtics and Jalen Brown and Tatum are like, "You motherfucker, you suck, dude. You fucking blow." I mean, that's yeah. like just chirping. I'm sure that stuff happens. No, I mean, yeah. it's brutal on the ice in hockey games. Yeah. Like, you piece of fucking shit. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh damn, I ain't going by the goalie again. You know, I can only imagine it's just as brutal in basketball.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely bad. But I, that's what I'm saying, that that ability to take that. Because somebody brought up, they was like, I think Ben Simmons missing this shit is just a matter of him not willing to deal with the failures of it. They said the only difference between him and Giannis is Giannis to take them shits and, not, and have a clear com. He'll run, like you said, he'll run back down and he'll act like this shit never happened. That short-term memory, that ability to keep going off of it. And they was like, Ben Simmons likes too much of a short thing. So I, I'm interested to see if that's just, if him making those threes, it's a matter of him just taking them and being okay with the ones that, quite frankly, might airball. you know what I mean? Quite frankly, might brick the shit out of But like, it's like Kobe back in, you know, 97 or 96, when he shot those, those air balls back to back to back. Man, everybody's like, man, what the hell is he doing? 98, sorry. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, what the hell is he doing? And it's just like, no, 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 no. He's doing this to prove to himself almost like, I don't give a shit. I'm not scared. I'm gonna succeed because I'm not scared to fail. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. It's it's crazy because we all sit here mind blown. How does this happen? Go ahead, fix your mic again. Every single time now, every I, time I, I hit it. I hit, it,
0: I hit it. It's it's like so. I got the knob thing on here. See what I mean? Look, yeah, I got, the, I got
1: the knob. I got the knob guy back. over here. Ah, right, it's, it's back. It's back. It's all back. Right. No, Her I lost my train like of thought all because of you, my Ben fault. Simmons. Ben Simmons. Little spiel. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy with the guy that. <laughs> We sit here, everyone, and, and our brain is fried thinking about how you just won't shoot a ball. And I always think about when he's playing the game, out mm-hmm. in his front yard when he's younger. What did mm-hmm. he do? Did he not shoot the ball? Like
0: did He, he, did. he, he did it in high ball? school. Or People did he have... run
1: to the lane and kick it out to yeah. nobody and then he went to go chase it because he kicked yeah, yeah. it out to the street?
0: <laughs> do it to a car. Back, yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. back. back. That's all he did. at back. back.
0: He shot him in high I school. I know man. he did. He I got a question for you, though. What's not up, to up? get
1: too sidetracked. No, no, you no. mentioned the we all have PTSD from injuries when it comes yeah. to the Sixers. I even wrote this down. PTSD. I wanted to bring this back up. Okay. Which player instantly went to your mind when you mentioned that? Markel Fultz. Yeah, see, I had a different answer. I figured you went Fultz. You know what I went with? And this is weird. I don't know why this is, and I don't think that – his injury was definitely impactful. I went with Andrew, Andrew Bynum. Bynum. I, I went with Andrew Bynum. Damn I, knew I
0: knew it. I knew it. I was like, hold on. I was like, who else had an injury that was really in question? I remember how high Sixers fans were when we got Andrew Bynum. It was like, oh, my God, we got a, a pseudo, you know, a great value version of Shaq. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And he didn't play. That was like. That was. That's when people kind of knew, like, oh, it's some dog days coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's some shit coming. Get ready. Get ready. You know what I mean? Like, dang, I forgot about him, bro.
1: Bynum, dude. And think about how this changes history. I mean, if, if Bynum plays... Do you get Ben Simmons? Do you get Joel Embiid? Do you get the process years the way that it went down? You no. don't. So that trade-off, Bynum, for the whole Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid phase of the Sixers, and I'm sure people are screaming right now, listening, this team sucks, this team's awful, I don't want any of them. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. They don't understand <laughs> how how actually talented that this team is, even though they're frustrating. Where the Sixers yeah. are as an organization is is no laughable spot at all. This is the start of it. The whole Bynum thing going down, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. Like I said, I man, I ain't going to lie. I don't
0: know about you, bro. I knew they was tanking when they got rid of Iggy that year after he made the All-Star game and then Drew Holiday the next. That's when I I was like, this shit's about to go down. You know what I mean? I don't know when it's going to get back up. I'm not going to lie. I had the fear of God in me that we about to be like the Knicks. (laughs) Well,
1: this just shows – how good the Sixers really have been in this situation because the Knicks yeah. are still trying to do it. There's teams that are still <laughs> trying to do it. The Sixers did it. They, they stunk for three years. You know, yeah. like, they, they were awful. Like, I'm talking yeah. awful for three years. And now that we have
0: 50. Like, what was it like? Wasn't 10, it one season they, they, almost, they only won over – yeah.
1: Ten wins Was it ten or so? wins? Something like that, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was, I remember
0: thinking like, Yo, they're not going to crack. They're not going to crack double-digit wins.
1: Uh, no, let me – We'll look it up. Damn. will look it up as I'm looking over here. Um, <clears throat> all right. Here's the franchise books. We had 2015-16, 10-72. So, look. Here's here's what I always defend about the, the – the um process, 2013 they started it. They went 19 and 63. That's a really bad record. Of course, the following year 18 and 64, 15 and 16. That's their season. They went 10 and 72. From there, the Sixers were entertaining again because Embiid came back and they won 28 games the following season. So for three years, you stunk. And then now you're winning 50-plus games every single season and making the playoffs consistently. I just yeah. never understood the narrative that, oh, we tanked for so long, we could never, ever experience good basketball. I mean, if you were going in the 8th, ninth, 10th seed in those three years and not being able to land Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you'd be screwed right now.
0: It's it's the same thing. Those are the same fans that the moment that Markel got drafted, they was like... We're going to the finals. Or the moment Ben Simmons got drafted, it's like he's better than LeBron. It's like, listen, 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 listen. The shit ain't made as fast as the cheese steak. All right. Like, you, gotta, you gotta get his shit some time. Let it marinate. Let people figure out what they're doing. Like this is a process. I think. Sports fans in general, because we're such fanatics, we want to see things happen so quickly. And you think that somebody gives somebody that a, amount of money, that shit's just going to happen overnight. It doesn't. You know what I mean? It's a process. And I think I love that that term was coined by them. It's like this shit is a process and it's not happening overnight. And I honestly th- I think I got a good feeling about this. I got a good feeling. I've got a feeling they're going to get back. And get things moving. And maybe not this year, but this year, give us something to be like, all right, this shit's going in the right direction.
1: I hope so. I definitely yeah. do. I, I want to touch on Al Horford because Al Horford started the season on the in the starting lineup, yeah. and then it took a long time for Brett Brown to make the decision to put him to the bench, but I don't knock him because he was signed here for a lot of money. He was brought here to be the four. You got to work, 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 work to try and find him a, a spot that makes sense. It wasn't really working that way, so then you moved him to the bench. That's fine. Ben Simmons got hurt, then Al Horford went back to the starting rotation. Where do you put him when the season begins for this eight game stretch? Do you try for these eight games and say, "Hey, maybe it'll work. Let's try again."
0: No, no. I think Al Horford does not need to start. I think Al Horford needs to come off the bench. I've said this a million times before. I love Al Horford. I love his elder statesmanship and everything that he brings to the table. But you're talking about a team that, quite frankly, is best in transition. Let's call it what it is. The Sixers are best in transition. Great, you know, great, great in the half court at times with certain lineups on the floor, but great in transition. So you don't want to start off a game slowing that up because you have one guy that doesn't fit that mold. Well, you let me bring just that ask you this real points. quick. What's up?
1: In the playoffs, though, do you think that because the game is slower that it has a better chance of succeeding?
0: No, because it's the team's identity. You know what I mean? It's not about – I think people are so quick to figure out – and this is something the Coach taught us. People are so quick to figure out what the other team is doing. No, figure out what you do best and do that. We're best in transition. Okay, so from the start of the game, we need to apply pressure. We need to get up and down because that's how we eat. That's how Ben, that's how ben Simmons gets going, where well, he gets a couple of early buckets off of just getting out of transition to slice him through or getting a rebound and getting down to the other end of the floor. You know what I mean, Joel B? Like him spotting up in transition. Like, there's so many different things that we get out of transition that I feel like that needs to be the start of the game. And then you get that momentum going. And then when things kind of slow down, then you bring in Al Horford. That, that halfway through the second quarter or halfway through the third quarter, that's the time you bring Al Horford off the bench to give you a couple spot threes from great defense. But start Mike Scott. Start Mike Scott at the five. You said it yourself. You said he did a great job at the five at times. Like, start Mike uh, yeah, Scott.
1: Yes, I mean... I wouldn't mind having Mike Scott in as the five position. I just, it would have to depend on the matchup, right? Because I don't think that he can play the five in certain situations. And well, when you bring, could could you imagine, I just don't know if I could see Al Horford playing the four and Mike Scott playing the five. Like I just, I can't see that ever happening. So I, I don't know if that's, if that's how it would ever go down.
0: I mean, I don't know. It's just, it depends on the matchup, like you said, but it's just, I don't like the idea of putting somebody out there that not deliberately go, he is what he is, but he just goes against what so many other players, the closest one to him is probably John B because John B plays ISO ball from the elbow down. Like he can shoot that top of the, you know, top of the key three, but. Most part, his game is kind of like Jokic, It's from the elbow down, he gets the ball, and it's like, get the hell out the way. So he might be the closest thing to him, but the rest of these players, these are guys that like to get up and down. Let them do that. Let them get that early. And then about who starts the game. Maybe Al Horford finishes every game for you because of his experience, because of his ability to come through in the clutch, but the start of the game is about building momentum and setting the tone. You don't need somebody out there that's going to pull against that. You need people out there who's going to get it going. And then maybe, you know, after a couple minutes, they, they go to the bench, but... Now we're rolling, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I like I like the identity. I like that you brought up Mike Scott because he stunk all year and he was playing that four and, and he's naturally the four. We've seen him play the five before. But he's actually been doing a pretty decent job before everything happened. The stoppage at the five position, and I wonder if there are matchups where, due to the lack of his size and because he can stretch the floor out a little bit more, and mm-hmm. he's just a different player. I mean, his body structure is different. He's a faster pace five. If he would work there in the playoffs, but you know, you look at Boston. They don't have a real true center. They have can they have Canner and who's the other guy? They, they they got rid of Baines. It was uh
0: got his name. got his name.
1: Yeah, he's the, yeah yeah it, It's it's Thyce. He's the okay. other dude. But Mike Scott will be able to work to with handle. that type of matchup. But if they played the Miami Heat, would he be able to play minutes with Bam or any That's of their not, other yeah. players? I, I don't know. It's Kelly Olinick.
0: I white on the trouble. I'm bugging. Yeah um, yeah it, yeah, it's yeah. Kelly Olinick and Bam. O-Linick so if they Bam, play the yeah. Heat,
1: I don't think that he'd be able to get in at the five at all.
0: I mean, but Bam ain't that tall. He's just athletic. And, you know, I, I think at that point, people understand that with athletic players, it's really just about, especially a guy like him who lives off of lobs and transition and offensive rebounds, it's really about hitting him first and making sure you got your back turned. So if he's behind you, they're not going to throw a lob over your head. Like, that shit's just basketball 101. I think he can hold his own with a lot of players who are the five in the NBA right now. Obviously not the bigger ones, but like...
1: You right.
0: Yeah, bro, just got a call. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all over so, yeah, the place today. I, I forgot. I forgot it's on my phone. Yeah. Um, you know i The the the. I love that the iPhone is now saying potential spam. So oh, I ain't picking up. Oh, exactly. Telemarketer. But anyway, yeah. Mike Scott. At the end of the day, he ain't Draymond Green. But Draymond Green is six five without shoes on, and he plays the five. Does Draymond Green have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Hell yeah. Did Draymond Green have Iggy and KD for them championships? Hell yeah. I get it but he played the five. You know what I mean? The five isn't what it used to be. And I think Mike Scott can be a sufficient enough five with all the talent around him. You have been, you have drawn B to offensive rebound and defensive rebound all the time. But your job as a Mike Scott is really just to stop or isolate that other five.
1: No, that's a and good point you brought up. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, that's, that's a good point you brought up with Draymond. I just think, you know, like first off, we're talking about very limited minutes because Brett Brown wants Embiid to play about 38 minutes, which means there's only mm-hmm. 10 left on the board for the backup five. I just don't know. And first off, it's positionless basketball, so he could be out there on the floor and, and technically be the five, but the way he's spaced out, things can totally change and whatnot. But um, I just don't know how when Embiid is off the floor, Al Horford isn't going to be that five position. I mean, think about the look it would be when this organization comes down and says, we're built for the playoffs. We brought in Al Horford for the playoffs. We're going to be this big team. Oh, yeah, by the way, when Embiid's on the bench, we're bringing in Mike Scott. And then Al Horford would play a a power forward position. I just don't think that it's going to go down that way. But who knows? Maybe, look, when the playoffs come about, you got to do what you got to do to win. And if if there's a situation where Mike Scott is giving you the best five spot, then maybe you do rock and roll with him. I I thought, you know, people are going to maybe bash this conversation because Mike Scott was so brutal early on. But down that stretch of the last few games, when he was playing a little bit of five, he was performing way better. And who knows what this time off has really done for his psyche. Facts. No,
0: he pulled through. And at the end of the day, it's like that gives you a five-out lineup. Maybe Al Horford is out there at the four. And he's out there playing. Yeah, you between, never know, you know, right? There's yeah, all like these crazy in the
1: rotations game. in the postseason that you see.
0: I've always liked the idea of when Joel goes to the bench. Excuse me. That's when Ben Simmons goes inside. I've always liked the idea of that's when you get him off the ball and let him get his elbow work. Let him get his iso work. Let him play from the inside out and get four around him. Or you go four out. I mean, the problem with Ben Simmons being four out is they're not respecting him. So you always have a guy who's going to be on the help side defense. So anybody who drives, he's ready. You know what I mean? And it kind of isolates him from being an offensive rebounder because if somebody throws up a shot, he doesn't have a clear run at the at the basket. You know what I mean? But like, not to get too in depth here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this shit not for you, saying people out there. I'm trying to keep. Now this we shit like in the Vanilla. in depth. That's the point. That's, that's, you got it. You have the in depth. Bring out the in depth. It's just like. If you play a five out, or you have in that little stretch when Joel Embiid goes to the bench, and you have Ben Simmons playing inside out, and you give him the ball, pretty much the scheme is: Mike Scott in one, and Mike Scott in one corner. Al Horford on one wing, Josh Richardson on the other wing, uh, Shake Milton in the other corner. And pretty much the, the 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 offensive scheme is: when we get up the floor, we get set up in our half court. Uh, sets, throw it into Ben Simmons. He's either going to get a bucket because he's six ten and has a post game. Or if somebody helps, he's going to kick it to them for a three. Watch the last dance where they did with Carl Malone when MJ um, stripped him of the ball. That's what kept happening. The scheme was bring it up the floor. MJ, I mean, Carl Malone, you get your your space against Dennis Rodman. You get the ball. Either you're going to go to work and get a bucket every time because you're bigger. Or if they help, boom, you got the three opposite side. Like That is how you use a Ben Simmons and no stretches when you don't have Joel B on the floor. The problem is when Joel B gets off and it's like, oh, who's scoring? Like, no, everybody should score at this point. You know what I mean? Because it's no longer iso ball.
1: It's just, I can go on for days. About nah, this dude, shit. I love it. I love it. That's, that's beautiful. I, I could fall asleep to that. I mean, it's like poetry in my ears. Like, oh, yeah. Let's go. To the wing? Oh, my God. You forgot the charge, though. Where's the uh, – Broad steps in and takes a charge.
0: Yeah. Ben said, I say Ben Simmons out because bros took five charges on him. It's yeah. just so many ways you could use him, man.
1: Yeah, got no, on I'm with tools. you, dude. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And look, there's way more to get into. Like, Shake Milton, right? Is it fair to say that he can just hop into the starting rotation? Josh Richardson, what's his role going to be? Tobias. No one ever talks about Tobias because I feel like we know what he is. But wh- you know what, what you're going to get from him. Right, but... I mean, he's going to have to take a little bit of a step in his career when it comes to the oomph, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. look, there's so much to get into when it comes to this team. And sadly, we're out of time. So what does that mean? (laughs) That means, well, next episode, we got more for you. We're going to dive into some more players, and I also want to get into the identity of the team because you mentioned something. Look, I'm writing my notes. I'm prepared for next episode already. You said something (laughs) about the identity of the team. Hopefully, I remember by just writing a star next to the word (laughs) identity, and uh, yeah, so that's going to do it. Uh, Dude, when you get into hoops, when when you dive in like you just did, it was like bang, bang, bang. You're just flowing all over the place. It's beautiful (laughs) stuff.
0: That's how I think, bro. And that's that, like that's getting, how I think.
1: When there's actual games to talk about,
0: we oh, yeah. haven't we, had that yet. We're breaking down film. Yeah. We're breaking down film for sure,
1: dude. We should have a, a situation where you got your red laser <laughs> and you start pointing at the screen, right? Now look at this. And you go here. You drive. I you think kick like out. a coach, bro.
0: I think like I've been coaching the last two years. I think like a coach. It's like, how can we fuck what you don't have, man? And then this, this real quick before we before you sign off, I I, I gotta say this as Sixers fans. Stop looking at what you don't have. Look at what you do and figure out how to maximize that.
1: I love it. Coach D right now. On the (laughs) sidelines, are you freak out, punch the board, maybe put the board over the kneecap? Are you a, all right, guys, let's go. Phil Jackson's in.
0: Phil Jackson's in with a smart smart ass. ass, Do do
1: you have the yoga mats out and you're just like, oh, (laughs) with the team, getting them all emotionally prepared?
0: Go shake their hands. Now I'm going to stay here.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's phenomenal. All right. That's a perfect way to end this. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of Processed, and we will see you next time.